Thank you for joining on this newest episode of Here in Puckburg. But this is not your normal episode of Here in Puckburg. This is a Puck Tales Woo-hoo. with Chris <laughs> Maselli of Locked On Avalanche. Yeah, yeah. How's it going, my friend? My, 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 how the turntables. I know, I know. Yeah. Usually you're this the is... one driving the conversation. I and... know. I know. This is... Uh... For those who don't know, um, I kind of got a start in podcasting by just kind of coming on and sharing Avs takes on Chris's show on uh, Locked On Avalanche, and we did that for a long, long time. And still do it. Still do it. We do. Yeah. Uh, we also do our fourth line minutes show in the off season, and right. And usually, Chris is the the guy doing all the talking and this is weird but i'm happy for you man (laughs) this is like a big deal for you and uh i've been trying to get you into this medium on your own for a while and uh had some like bites here and there yeah or not not so much bites but like uh if this became available i would do it or if that became available i would do it and then uh you found the belly up which you were you've been a fan of the belly up network for a while you you've been telling me about it for quite a while so the fact that you uh locked on with that hey hey um (laughs) is uh is really cool man yeah i've it's it's been it's been a dream this so far i've been loving every minute of it and i could not go on without starting this puck tales without you being the first um puck tales intro so yes I know you pretty well. I mean, we talk mm-hmm. on a pretty much daily basis, but everyone here in Puckburg, Chris, why don't you tell us how you got started in the game of hockey? So for me, um, it was at a pretty young age when I got, I, I was turned on to all sports by my father. You know, he was, uh, he's a sports fanatic. He's, I grew up in uh, upstate New York, right outside of Albany, Um and yeah, like sports is, was huge for him. So he got me involved in, in as many sports as possible. Um, oddly enough, hockey wasn't one of them where like he, I, I played as a youth, as a young kid, I didn't really play it, but we watched it all the time um, and went to hockey games all the time because where I live at the time when I was a kid, um, it was kind of a hotbed for, for youth, no, or I shouldn't say youth, minor league sports. Uh, for the New York Yankees, we had the Albany Colony Yankees, which was like massive. Like some of the big name guys like came through where I lived before they went to the big leagues with the Yankees. We would go to those games all the time. The uh, Red Wings had uh, the minor league team, the Adirondack Red Wings which played up in Glens Falls, New York, which we would go to those games all the time. And my dad, you know, being a New Yorker is a fan of all New York sport teams. 
Uh, he is a Jets. It's so weird. Like if you live in New York, you have to be, um, if you're a Jets fan, you're a Mets fan. If you're a Giants fan, you're a Yankee fan. There's like no crisscrossing. It's huh. so, so bizarre. Um, so he is a Jets and Mets guy along with the Knicks, along with uh, the Rangers. So we would watch a ton of Ranger games. Um, and I never forget, like he bought uh, a puck for me. That was my first puck. And I, it very well still could be at his house. I don't know yet. <laughs> I haven't really looked for it. But it was just a simple puck with the Rangers logo. And I just carried that thing everywhere with me. I don't know. I just liked holding a, a hockey puck in my hand. It's almost like, you know, some people like holding like a baseball in your hand or was something about it. And then as I got older, um, you know, the Adirondack Red Wings went away, but the Albany River Rats came into play. They were a minor league team for several teams. Like they switched hands a number of times. In the end, they became the Albany Devils and were the minor league team for the, obviously the New Jersey Devils. But there was a moment in time where the the Albany River Rats were the minor league team for both the uh, Carolina Hurricanes and the Colorado Avalanche. Ooh. It was a split team. It was odd. Those were weird times. Um, that must be where the Twitter friendship came from. I think so. I really do think that's where it came from. I don't, I don't know for sure, but that's, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as like I got older, I start, you know, in the early nineties, it was inline skating. And yeah. if you didn't, if you didn't own rollerblades, you were not cool. You're not down with the cool kids. So of course I owned some. And that was really where it started for me was playing like hockey. I, I knew how to skate. Um, but there was a, a, a learning curve to finally skate on ice. And the odd thing is like my high school did not have a hockey team until I was in 11th grade. I was almost done with high school by the time our hockey or our, our high school got a hockey team. And at that point in time, I was already deep into baseball, which was like my top sport and deep into basketball. And I didn't want to give those two sports up to go play hockey which was going to be a terrible team yeah um so i just played like club hockey around you know like pickup games and stuff like that and that was the and for me that was fun like i'd rather do that because i did enough of the organized uh you know political high school sport thing yeah looking back i wish i did do it just because i some of my best friends played on that team and it was yeah. a it was a hockey team where it was uh like two i think at the time it was two different schools that combined to do a high and i and yeah like they still talk about the fun that they had and in, in you would have had you would have had what a year two years still with that yeah it would have, it would have been two years yeah which i should have pulled the trigger on it and, and i don't know why i didn't well part of the reason i think why is because uh those guys got up and practiced before school started Oh, I wasn't having that. Yeah, I, no. I was I was uh, deep in deep in high school love at that point yeah. in time. Like I, <laughs> I am not uh, getting they, they would practice at like 530 in the morning, dude. No. So no. So um, that was it. And now now to this day, like I still I mean, I have two kids now, so it, it kind of goes uh, it's hit or miss when I can go and play, but they still play at the local rink on a day changes, but I think right now it's like every Tuesday and 
I'll go every once in a while, but um, to me, I've always been um, just so enamored with like the stuff that goes on, like behind the scenes in hockey. I love playing it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'll probably always just skate around and putz around with a, a stick and a puck. And that's the other thing we do is in the winter up here, mm-hmm. uh, we, we do pond hockey. There's nothing better than pond hockey. Yeah. You, because you only get like not even a month's worth of time to go do it because the, the conditions have to be perfect. Um, you, you can't, it can't, obviously it can't be too hot. Uh, but when it gets like way too cold, it sucks to be out there when it's that cold, but you do it because you know that you only have a certain amount of time before yeah. the ice. Game. There's nothing better than just skating around in a pond and playing hockey and whipping pucks at a net. That is that is the top to me. I look see, forward to that more than anything. See, this is where I close my eyes and just imagine what that's like. I will never uh, see a frozen lake in my life. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it, yeah, if, if you live in the southern states and you like hockey, um, I would implore you to, you know, move to a northern state, at least for just one winter so you can experience uh, a pond hockey season because it's it's the best. It is the absolute best. Yeah, I could just imagine, like, especially like growing up on frozen ponds and then seeing what the Avalanche had to play on this year in that that outdoor game. I just, you could kind it, of be like, yeah, you know, yeah. I I feel that I I could, yeah, I could like the and, and for that game that was a lot of the problems were at uh, center ice, yeah, and you're seeing guys nobody around them, uh, just get their 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 toe into a divot and yeah. you're going face first. I have done that hundreds of times yeah uh so i could feel the pain i could feel the pain and and in watching that game uh i knew that they they cannot continue this game because you you just you just don't miraculously the ice doesn't just miraculously fix itself so i knew that was going to happen but yeah see for me i was just watching that game like what's taking them so long (laughs) what's going on (laughs) yeah and i know the nhl has you know the the best equipment where they can fix the ice yeah but that was just brutal i've been there i've been there where, where i've tried to uh, we we try to push like that extra week out of skating on a pond, and uh, after like a half hour, you're like, we, we got to wrap it up, guys, because yeah. we're gonna fall through this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you were into baseball and you're into basketball. What about yeah. hockey? That what is it that stood out to you that's held like stuck out to you through all these years to where you are now? What is it about the game that stood out to you from the rest? Um, I think, you know, going to those games as a kid, um, you, you just, for me, like I fell in love with just like the speed of the game. Um, and the, like, like a lot of people, when they say like, they, they can't watch hockey because, you know, there's, there's no scoring or anything like that. I loved a one to nothing game as a kid. (laughs) I did. And because that one goal, if you were the team that got the one goal, like I, I remember just sitting and watching intently thinking like every possession, every time they're coming into like their offensive zone could be the time that they score. Yeah. And then it's not. And then they try again and it's not, and it's not. And then when they finally do the release of just excitement for me as a kid was just unmatched. And I looked forward to that. I looked forward to be like being able to celebrate just that one time because it was, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, two points are scored in basketball every 30 seconds. Yeah. 
that gets boring to me after a little <laughs> while. The only thing that ma- I'm not kidding you, like I don't watch a ton of uh, NBA, but I will tune in to like the last like five minutes of a game because yeah. I want to see the end. I want to yeah. see the the game winning shot. And that's what you really get in hockey is like the, the score. You know, there's not a lot of scoring, but when there is a goal, there's just nothing like it, nothing like it. So for me, it was, I, I loved watching the sport for that reason. Um, and then, you know, I would watch a ton of games uh, with my dad and, and watch Ranger games. And it was just, um, you know, they were good at the time. And, and when they eventually won it, uh, that was a big moment. Like I, I didn't, it's so weird because I don't, I never considered myself a Rangers fan. Mm-hmm. I don't like, I never, I never had like a favorite hockey team, uh, before the avalanche came into existence. And when I would play like, uh, NHL games, on you know, like Nintendo and stuff like that, I would just bounce around to whatever team. Someone I would just hit a random, the random button and play whoever, uh, I didn't care. It was so I didn't, and I never really thought about that. I just liked hockey. I liked a lot of different teams. And then, um, you know, the, I've told this story before. The reason why I'm an Avalanche fan is oddly enough because of John Elway. <laughs> yeah, because uh, as a kid, I, I it was in fourth or fifth grade, and we had to do a state report, and my state was Colorado. And uh, part of my report was the sport teams of Colorado at the time. It was only the Nuggets and it was only the Broncos. The Rockies had not been formed yet and the Avalanche had not moved yet. So at that time, when I was in fourth grade, this is like early 90s, uh, John Elway was like a god. And when you're that young, you're impressionable. You follow the stars. So my report was part of the Broncos. A big part of it was John Elway. That was my team. And a few years later, when the Avalanche or when the Nordiques moved to Colorado, um, I'm like, well, I'll keep it in state. And I, I am a, a New Yorker uh, who roots for Colorado sport teams. Part of that is because, yeah, the whole John Elway story. And I don't know, part of it, I think is because like, I, I rebelled, I was the rebellious <laughs> one. Cause, cause I have an older brother who's a year and a half older than me and him and my dad, like all the same teams. And I wanted to be the outcast. I'm like, well, I'm going to go find different teams. I don't want to follow you guys. Cause your team suck. Cause you guys like the jets. <laughs> uh, and I did, and I found John Elway and then, you know, I do root for the Rockies and I do, I have, I have to admit, I do root for the Yankees for baseball but I root for the Rockies. I don't really care too much about the NBA, but like the nuggets were just in it. I was rooting for them. They're out of it. So I, I didn't, I didn't lose sleep over the nuggets getting swept uh, as much, you know, as I did lose sleep when the avalanche just got eliminated. So yeah. 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 And see, and that, that aspect of fandom is also interesting to me because I've told you I'm, I'm, there's, a, I have a lot of brothers and sisters and I have a brother that also follows that same mentality of fandom. He has he's a huge Boston Celtic fan, mm-hmm. and that fandom bleeds over to he supports all Boston sports. Mm-hmm. So he's like a Patriot. He's a he's a Bruin. Like I just bad for him. and my <laughs> my fandom's all over the map. But yeah, uh, and I've just I've been very interested. Like your fandom of the Broncos is what led you to look at the other teams and you support them. 
Like, yeah, you said you're a Yankee fan, but like you still watch the Rockies because of your love for the Broncos. So yeah. I've, always, I've always found that very interesting. Like, because like I said, my brother's the same way. I've just for me being all over the map, I just always found that incredibly interesting. Yeah. And and the, the funny thing is my wife, uh, she grew up in New York, but she went into the military and her last place that she was stationed was in Colorado. Hey. So she lived out there for like 10 years and then uh, she moved back home. A mutual friend uh, set us up on like our first date. This is 10 years ago now. We've been here there almost 10 years. Um, so our very first date, I still have the same uh it well it was an air freshener it's long it's long since lost its scent <laughs> but it's a denver broncos just like logo that hangs around my rearview mirror and uh picked her up she gets in my car and she's like you're not a broncos fan are you i'm like uh, you want to know my broncos fandom i owned season tickets to the denver broncos and i lived in new york state that's incredible <laughs> that's, yeah and uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And the reason why she said that was because uh, living there, she's like, Bronco fans are extra. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they are nuts. So she's like, it's it, it's almost it's almost the it did it 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 pulled her away from rooting for the Broncos. She's like, they are life and and blood out there. Almost to the uh, the uh, the uh, the effect of. If you don't really care about sports or the Broncos, you hate them because it's all you hear about. Yeah. So she thought I was going to be that type of fan when I, uh, I picked her up. Yeah. And uh, and I'm and I I I'm that way with the Avalanche. Yeah. Like I even though there's 82 games in a season, if the Avalanche lose game number you know 37, I'm 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 upset. I'm not like mad and like you know going to call into work the next day. But I'm just I'm angry because that's the best thing about hockey is most of the games aren't decided until late. Yeah, you have those games that they're blowouts and you know they're decided by you know by the third the time the third period starts, of course. But so many games go down right to like the goalie needs to be pulled, and those moments, no sport can match that. I'm sorry, you can't match that. And and even though there's 16 games in in the NFL and every single game means something, uh, when the Broncos lose now, I'm like, oh, that sucks. You know, I wish they had won that game. But when the Avalanche lose, I'm like pounding fists. <laughs> it's I've I've said the same thing. It's one of those like when it comes to hockey, uh, we've had this conversation. Like uh, after a loss, we'll both get kind of quiet, and then like we'll be like, I can't believe Nemeth made that move. <laughs> And like you can you can bring it down to like an individual moment that in your mind justifies that loss where you're yeah. like that was it right there, and that's what just haunts you until the next game and it just that that memory gets expunged from your and you're just ready to go for the next yeah. game. But it's just that's the great thing about the game of hockey that like you when you were mentioning the one zero games like you would have that uh, the technical on the score sheet game winning goal like six minutes in the first period and then one team trying everything they have to even it up and the other holding on to it for two and a half periods. Yeah. Like that. It's tension, huge. It's incredible. Oh, it's great. <clears throat> it's great. And I, and I like this year, this past season, like really spoiled me because um, I, 
it was a lot doing what I do, like with the, you know, being on the East coast and covering a West coast team um, and having some, a lot of late nights because of these West coast games. And that's all they played was West coast games with the divisions, but I loved it. It didn't matter, but it spoiled me into the effect of uh, getting used to having avalanche hockey every other day. Yeah. I'm not going to like going back to next season when they're playing two games a week or three games a yeah. week and you have two or three ga- days in between games, like that's going to bother me. But on the other end, like I do watch, I will watch anything that's on. If it's a hockey, if there's a hockey game on, I will watch it. Um, I don't force my wife to sit and watch hockey with me. Like <laughs> I do watch other things, but if she goes to bed early or something like that, there's a hockey game on it. There, there's, there's nothing, there's no better sport no. in my opinion. There is not. And, and I, uh, you know, and that's the other thing growing up around here. Like we, we have a really good college um, hockey setup around here with um, union college, which is kind of like the college team that I will follow mm-hmm. uh, the union and RPI games are like, you got to go to those games. Those are, those are like old school avalanche red wing games. Ooh. Like they hate their crosstown rivals. They hate each other. Um, and I'm a union guy. So, but we have like, you know, the main black bears in the area and Boston college, obviously and Boston university. So we have a really good youth uh, uh, college setup around here. And so much to, to the effect of in 2014 union college, little union college in Schenectady, New York won the national championship. Like, wow. like they, and they beat Minnesota. So, you know, they went to like the frozen four. They had that. That was a. That's why I'm a Shane Gossespear fan. Yeah. Because he played for that team. And, uh, you know, that was genuine David beating Goliath. And nothing like that has happened in this area since. Uh, But to win the national and I've and I go to union games and the trophy is in, in a trophy case there. And I walk by it multiple times and I'm just like, I cannot believe Union College in Schenectady, New York, took the national title, and it's it's just great. It's great. And see, and that's and that's what I was hoping to get out of these pucktail conversations. Like your level of passion for the game. Like we watch NWHL games. Like we both chose our team. Like you can watch yeah. whatever game is on. Um, and like your passion for Union. Like you can watch a game and you're like there's Gothis bear you play for union and like that you're willing and wishing for players that you have fandom for because of their college affiliation to try and make their way sure to and like and like i want other people when they hear this this will either uh justify a lot of people see like i see i'm not the only one (laughs) or or it'll be it'll be uh that conversation like oh see that's the level fan you are right there but this is what i was wanting to get these kind of stories like this is like yeah this is the good stuff about hockey and yeah we we both do support the uh nwhl as well and uh and it's just like you said you could just turn on hockey or you you don't really get that opportunity like i'm not going to watch like the miami dolphins and the detroit lions like if that's on Uh, no man i will keep on going through the channels and i don't care i like i i care about the broncos and and that's about it but there was a time like when i was young i I would watch if there was a football game i would watch i have so i've outgrown football yeah i just feel like football like has not like it's 
it, it it's I want to say it's a boring game, but there if I've tried to just turn on a game and be like, oh, this game's on, I'll watch it. And like halfway through, I'm like, nothing is happening in this game. Literally not like defensive games in football bore me. Yeah. Defensive games in hockey are awesome. <laughs> There's a huge difference. So and I think the way that I think it's the way it gravitates to us is and if you are one of those fans that are jumping in because of the playoffs and then you jump out and you're like, mm. why are these guys so passionate about the game? I challenge you on this next season, pick a team, spin a wheel. If you have no team, Seattle's mm. coming in next year. There you go. Jump on that bandwagon, follow them from game one and ride the wave. Yeah. It's one of those that you, it feels like a meaningless game, but then you look at the standings and you're like, if we win this one and they lose this one, it's never, yeah, it's never, ever, there's never a boring game because every game, even though there are 82, yeah. the season could flip like this. Like 2019, the Blues came from worst to first, ended up winning the cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Avs, at one point, we were like fourth or fifth, like almost on the verge of missing the playoffs and then President's Trophy. Yeah. It's one of those, if you yeah. want this, the fandom, and you want to experience it on a level like this, I, I would challenge you to pick a team at the start of this next season and ride that 82-game wave, and then you'll kind of understand where this fandom is coming it's from. It's great. It's great. And, and you know, it's not a perfect sport. There's things that need, like, fixing. Like, and we, we would, you know, a lot of what's coming down in NHL right now is, you know, the whole player safety stuff and their inconsistency. Like, that's all fair game. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's no sport out there that – it has everything down to a science and things are always changing. Um, it deserves its, its uh, spots of ridicule, but for the most part, like, you know, they, they should fix, a, you know, if there's a problem uh, maybe they wait till the off season to do it, but most of the time, like they'll, they'll address a lot of issues in hockey, which I love. And, and for me, it's a year round thing because uh, you know, yeah, it sucked when the avalanche lost, uh, I, I was dwelling on it for a solid, well, cause that they lost on a Friday. So I think it took an extra day. I think it took yep. the, 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 the Friday and the weekend to really sulk in it. And then honestly, like, dude, I get so excited for the off season. I get as excited for the off season. As I do for the regular season. I love wheeling and dealing and signings and free agency and drafts and looking up prospects. If I could do it all over again, and I'm, you know, coming out of high school, I would figure out a way to get involved with scouting and, you know, front office stuff. I die for that stuff, man. I, I absolutely love it. So right now, it's what I'm doing right now. I'm kind of like getting all my like draft prospects in, in order and, uh, and not just for the avalanche. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to see what the avalanche do, but I just love all of this stuff and seeing like, okay, this player would fit good here. And then when they bypass him, why did they do that? You know, um, and I, I, I will. So yeah, there's no really off season for me because I just dive into the the front office stuff after the regular season's over. It's awesome. I think Buffalo has a couple scouting openings. <laughs> if you want to travel up the road, I'll pass. I'll pass. <laughs> I, 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 uh, yeah, I think if Buffalo offered me a uh, front office position, I don't think I would take it. No, yeah, I, abso- uh, I absolutely would take it. I'm <laughs> and to, to pull the curtain back about maybe five or 10 minutes 
uh, before we hit the record button. That's literally what we were talking about. It's off season yeah. moves. Exactly. It's exactly. Like it's like after the Super Bowl, everybody just kind of like tunes out and they'll come back in in the preseason. Yep. Like I, I completely agree with what Chris is saying. Like it's now the avalanche season is done. Yes. I can watch Tampa Bay and the Islanders. I can watch Montreal and Vegas. Um, I'll watch them go, but the wheels are already turning like expansion draft who we keep who we move where we're going from here and well before we get everything close to wrapping up go ahead and tell everybody what what it is you're doing i know we mentioned at the beginning of the show but we followed you from your fandom as a a closet ranger fan to coming to see the light in colorado (laughs) and uh what is it that you are doing in the game of hockey now how are you contributing so I think the big thing for I, I got into the world of podcasting um, in 2008. So what's that? 13 years ago? Yeah. Yes. Quick, quick math. 13 years ago. Um, and uh, you know my my friend from kindergarten, Mark Turcott, uh, called me up one day. He lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, right now, and he's like, "Dude," he goes, uh, "He's a runner." So on his morning runs, he's like. Um, I've been listening to these podcasts and he's at the time I was a huge gamer and he still is a big gamer. I I've kind of given it up, but um, he's like, I listened to these podcasts. He goes, and, and we could do this. It's like, okay. And, and he goes, and and they're not that good. He goes, we could easily do it better than they, than they do. I'm like, okay. Um, Long story short, we did, we got into it and uh, it has taken me places that I, I never thought I would go in terms of like, uh, for our, our video game podcasts that we've done, I've been to E3 four times, um, in Los Angeles. I've been to comic cons. I've been to like New York comic-con, uh, big Apple comic-con. I like I've done, I've interviewed, uh, like John Romero who created the game doom. <laughs> I've, uh, who uh, Billy Mitchell, the guy from, uh, King of Kong. Oh, okay. I've, I've interviewed him. Like, it's been ridiculous. So, and then Mark and I started uh, the very, cause we were huge halo fans. So we, uh, we started and we've, oh, we, at the time we never did anything like individually specific. So we are like, we wanted to do something that was, and I, and I am getting to a hockey point in all of this too, by the way, <laughs> this is like a lot. Keep it going. Uh, uh, so we, we were big halo fans and we said, you know, we always wanted to do a, a, a singular game specific show. And then uh, Bungie had a press conference and they announced Destiny. And he's like, that's it. And that night we started a Destiny podcast. And we did a podcast every single week for a year and a half before Destiny even came out. Whoa. Religiously, man. Like any bit of information we were doing, we were every like clockwork. We had a podcast coming out. We built that show up to, to it was massive. I left um i left that show not for any ill will i just that was right around when i was starting to get out of gaming so much and i was thrown around the idea of like like i want to do like more sports stuff because i'm obviously big into sports and um and having done that seeing the success of doing something where you focus on one thing kind of got me going like well like why don't i just start doing an avalanche podcast Cause that's my team. I can talk about them. If I did a, a podcast like on everything, like, you know, 
you know, the whole NHL mm. might get some traction. You get some followers, but it might just be white noise. Um, and around that time I was writing for uh, mile high hockey and um, it did not end well <laughs> with me and them. I won't get into that. Like it, that, I offered to do a podcast for them and they gave me the runaround because they didn't have one. And uh, they, they gave me the runaround. And then before I know it, they pulled the rug out from under me and miraculously they started a podcast with somebody that's brand new to the website and like, Oh yeah, he's the guy. I'm like, really? I was pretty infuriated and I sent an email. I look, I, I knew of locked on mm-hmm. and I sent them an email uh, saying they, they had just started their nhl channel yeah, i think it was it was had gone into existence maybe like two weeks earlier so i noticed they didn't have an avalanche show i emailed them on the spot i, I rage emailed them <laughs> i was so mad uh i told them like my whole history and they got back to me within like 15 minutes Whoa. and i was on the phone with uh, the nhl guy and we had a nice conversation and he's like when can you start and uh, since then, I've slowly been building my audience in the Locked On Avalanche world. I feel like I've created and carved out a nice little niche for the Colorado Avalanche. Um, it, it, I don't, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not, never going to be one of those guys that like sells out. Like I like building things from the ground up, and that's exactly what I've done with that show. And uh, I'm not like. Well, there's there's a podcast that's above me. We know who they are. Yeah, yeah. I want to catch them. Yeah, and and maybe someday I will. But um, but I, I I'm happy doing what I'm doing right now with the people that I've met, including you, including Alan, including like like that's what I love about the Avalanche is like they're a smaller market, mm-hmm. and I like that. Like I wouldn't want to do locked on Lakers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and and the person who does that show does a really good job, but uh, that is, you you have to be dealing with that crowd would be really rough where the avalanche crowd is like, you know, it's a smaller community. They're passionate about it. You can have conversations with them where if, you know, if it's locked on Lakers, you just got to talk about LeBron the entire time. It's like, I don't want to do that. So, uh, yeah, I, I just like where, where I've kind of settled in nicely to the avalanche community and it's a great, great fan base in my opinion. So yeah, that's my contribution to the, the world of hockey. Yeah, that is right. Chris Maselli is yeah. your host of uh, locked on avalanche. He is the golden voice that soothes the broken hearts <laughs> of the avalanche fans currently. Yeah. He, uh, puts on uh, a fan engaged locker room where everybody just gets in and it's just, it's vocal conversation between fans and Chris does an incredible job with the avalanche community. And um, it's a fantastic podcast. If you're an avalanche fan, you give them a look. Uh, Chris, before we wrap up, go ahead and throw out your social. So everybody go give you a follow. Uh, So Twitter is L O P N underscore avalanche which locked on podcast network lopn underscore avalanche uh same thing well it's just locked on avalanche for instagram um i do have a personal twitter page i don't do a ton on it if you want to follow me on there the link is in the profile of the avalanche twitter page so 
and then wherever you get your podcasts uh it's on almost every single platform you can think of yeah just find locked on locked on avalanche or or whatever your favorite team is we have a a daily podcast for uh basically every single team out there right now in all the four major sports and college uh football yeah every single day, monday through friday and do like 20 to 30 minute shows it's a blast i love doing it and you can also catch me and chris together on fourth line minutes whenever yeah, if we can we get, start that back up i don't know there's a lot get, going on between what you're doing now i mean yeah we get <laughs> we get our oral season two out pretty soon when uh the season wraps uh nhl season wraps up and we have a little chance to breathe we might uh might fire it up might fire it up we'll might see. uh might have a new network sticker on it and everything yeah so. yeah we'll see we'll see what but, we can do and again if you're listening to the sound of our voices you have found yourself here in puckberg if you want to find here in puckberg on twitter that's h puckberg on twitter if you want to find here in puckberg on instagram that is here underscore in underscore puckberg on instagram again chris thank you so much for being the first and honorary guest here it in is puckberg. My pleasure, sir. I, I'm glad to uh, be a guest because you've done it so many times for me, and uh, it was nice to reverse the roles. <laughs> I've, awesome. I've I've come on literally after coming out of a tornado shelter. That's true. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> literally walked yeah. out of the tornado shelter, opened my door, sat down in my chair, and then here we go. Yeah, the house was still around you too. It wasn't like you you yep. know you sat down. It's not like you walked through the uh, screen door into an empty shell of a room it missed my house down. by like two miles but it's insane i remember that you sent me the <laughs> but, but what was the best part about that when you went to the shelter uh you yeah what did you yell you either yelled go abs go yeah or who's rooting for the abs yeah. or something i was like what do you guys think the abs chances are tonight <laughs> everybody just kind of like looks at me everybody's fearing for their life but you know i guess yeah, you're, you're, you're in the midst of a tornado and then you bring up an avalanche. So that's probably hey, not the best idea. <laughs> you know, think I'm coming with a right and I give him a left. <laughs> but oh, again, Chris, thank you for coming uh, on the show. Thank you for being here in Puckburg. Everyone out there listening, thank you for listening to the show. Don't forget to follow us on anywhere you're getting your podcast. We're rolling out new platforms daily. So again, um, for myself, Kyle Sullivan at Shaggy Vod Doom and Chris. Thank you for coming and finding yourself home here mm. in Puckburg. I love what you've done with the place. Hey, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes.